Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Venture out in a spacious and reliable Toyota SUV. Like a RAV4 with available all-wheel drive and plenty of cargo space, you'll go from errands to adventures in no time. Plus, available features like wireless charging will keep you connected. Or check out a Highlander with seating for up to eight. It's a hub for family adventure. Your Toyota dealer is getting new vehicles in stock almost every day. So don't wait. Find deals on a RAV4 or Highlander at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. While not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful rash that can last for weeks. Wake up because shingles could wake up in you. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com.
Listening to the voice, come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey got a radio show. I say it every day because God been good to me. God has done some things in my life that's been truly been just amazing. It really amazing ain't even really the word. I, they don't really have a word for what He's done for me. I'm just out of superlatives. That's why I say it every day. Steve Harvey got a radio show because God is in the blessing business. Yeah, he is. God, God can help you turn your life around. Did you hear me? God can help you turn your life around. Whatever you're going through, God has an answer for it. See, but it's the going through that gets us, though, ain't it? Because I was having a moment yesterday, and I sat my wife down. I said, baby, I just need to talk to you. I'm going through a little bit right now. I just wanted to share, which I'm a little down right now. My wife reminded me. She just reminded me. See, this is what a... Man, that's what a, a, a good mate does. A, a, a good mate reminds you just of things that sometimes you forget when you get off track. Because, you know, I, I consider myself a, a motivational type person. I, I try to listen to people and then give them something I've learned along the way on this journey I've been on. I try to give a person a takeaway. But even being that person, sometimes I get off track myself. I get a little uh, a little low sometimes, you know, I get a little down. Sometimes I sometimes I forget some of the stuff I say. It ain't that I forget it, I guess I just get caught up in the grind of doing it. And sometimes I get, I get a little off course and I forget some of the things. And my wife or a mate is can be good for you to remind you. And she just says, Steve, God got us. She said, have you ever noticed that every time you get in a spot and she say, and I, and I know how you must feel because you out here working and, and, and you keep turning around and, 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 and old stuff keep popping up and you get a call from your accountant and hear this then went wrong and that done went, you steady trying to fix it, but you steady going, wow, man, what is this? She say, but you ever notice he always, always, no matter what, provide a way and he ain't ever too late. Oh, you might be going, the deadline is approaching. The deadline can come and pass, but then they have a grace period for you. And then sometimes, man, it's just you go down there after the grace period and they take the payment anyway and you're good anyway. But see, ain't that God bringing you through it? It may not be when you want it, but he right on time. Just before you get put out, just before they turn. Maybe they cut the lights off, but you get it back on just before company comes. Or just before the weekend get here. See, it, he always comes through for you. And she had to remind me of that. What you're going through is necessary. Man, stop. I don't want no more of this. Don't, none of us want no more. Look, look, circumstance and hardships and pitfalls are always untimely. They ain't ever. It ain't ever a good time for stuff to go wrong. When, when, when is that? It's how you look at it. If you keep the law of attraction in play, if you keep believing that that's that he going to see you through this, just like he do when you don't believe it. That's what the cold part is, though, ain't it? 
Ain't God brought you through even when you didn't really have a faith to say he was going to bring you through. But because of grace and mercy, he brought you through anyway. But because you forgot to thank him or you didn't pay attention to the come through, you just was telling people, oh, man, if you'd have seen me, it was so jacked up. Man, I was so turned up. I ain't know what I was going to do. I almost got put out. I was going to see, key word, almost. You forgot that part right there. And then I was, it looked like I won man and done. And it seemed like every month I go through this same thing. And then, uh, yeah, then somebody ought to just say, did you pay it? Yeah, I paid it. Did you get put out? No, I'm cool. See, some, so you need somebody on your shoulder to say that to you. And then you need somebody on, on, to come right behind him and go, man, ain't God good. Really, man, that, that's how this works. See, you, you keep getting in situations, but he keep getting you out. Now, if you jump, look, listen to me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's say you in a frying pan in the skillet, and the oil is up, and you in that frying, and you uncomfortable being fried. God somehow, or let's just say you managed to get out of the hot grease in the frying pan, and you standing there next to the skillet, Looking at the fire, continue to heat the grease. You get out, and then for some unexplainable reason, you dives right on back in there. Ain't that how we usually do it? I'm just asking you. God gets you away from the man you've been asking to get away from. Then you go right back over there and start seeing him again. God gets you away from the woman that you need to get away from that's finna mess up your life. You go right back over there and start seeing her again. God gets you out the gang situation, move you across town. You go right back over there and start hanging out. God, you mess around it. God, through a blessing, gets you incarcerated so you can pull you out the drug scene because you're going to get clean in jail for the most part. Pulls you out the gang scene so you can be away from that neighborhood. Then as soon as you get out of jail, you go right back over there to the drug scene and you go right back over there to them same fools that got your head twisted up and got you locked up in the first place. It's amazing how many times God get us out the fire and we walks right back in there. Ain't it amazing, man? I mean, really, man, see, this is how I break life down for me so I don't get over here stuck on stupid with myself and then get to doing something ignorant like blaming God when really, man, God has given us as human beings the power of decision and we all make decisions. How many times, man? See, sometimes it's a blessing in getting locked up. You can ask a lot of cats I know, man, to tell you. It was a blessing for me, man, because I was just headed the wrong way steady. But he locked me up, set me down, made me miss my family, miss being out here being a free man, made me realize that my family was important, made me, man, really see this girl for what she was. When I get out, man, I'm on the straight and narrow. Well, then when you get out, though, See, you can't be talking about no, oh, man, I can't find no job. Now I'm going to go and do what I got to do. No, 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 partner. You got to do now what you're supposed to do. See, that don't do what you got to do got you in trouble in the first place. See, everybody, see, see, the hood got a lot of ignorant rules we done created. I got to do what I got to do. I got to feed my family. Well, only reason you got to do what you got to do is because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. See, if you just went on to school like your mama kept telling you, 
Oh, man, I was watching 48 Hours yesterday, and a dude named Nesto was on there. And Nesto, Latino dude, said, man, my mother told me to quit hanging with these guys. They were going nothing but trouble. I should have listened to her. He doing 30 years right now. You can't blame God. That's why I talk to myself this way. So I don't get stupid and start shifting the blame the wrong way when it's really on me. How many times has God got you out of something and you walk right back into it? Man, why don't you take these blessings God give you and go on about your business? That'd be the best way to do it, don't you think? I, that's what I think. So I thank God for my wife for reminding me that God got us anyway, that God going to pull you through anyway, that have you noticed, Steve, we ain't lost a beat. Oh, I know it's hard out here, but really you ain't lost a beat. You still moving forward. You still dressing nice. You still look good when you come into that job. Everybody don't got to know you. That your house is in bad shape and all that. God got you, man. If you just hold your head up, man, quit complaining all the time about what you ain't got. And as in the words of my daddy, Slick Harvey, stop talking about what you ain't got and take a good look at what you do got. That's improper grammar, but that always stuck with me, and maybe it'll stick with you. Quit talking about it and looking at what you ain't got. Take a good look at what you do got. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, may I have your attention, please. This fight will be dedicated to all those who lost money on the McGregor fight. Yeah. Show will be dedicated. Before we do that, though, and get into that, we want to say that our hearts and prayers go out to all of the people of Houston. Even though we're not on the radio in Houston right. and they can't hear us, mm-hmm. uh, we love them. And we're pulling for him, we're praying mm-hmm. for him, we're doing some things. Kevin Hart has issued a challenge. Uh, I accepted the challenge. And uh, he's asking for all his celebrity friends to donate $25,000. I've already uh, shown my wife the Instagram thing. I just got it. So we're going to do that. He asked us to challenge other people. Uh, that's not my way of doing it. But I will call the couple that I do know. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't like basing nobody out. Mm-hmm. I don't Calling like saying their names, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. right. you, you really don't know their reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Now, mm-hmm. I know Tyler Perry got it, so mm-hmm. we can just go and stop. <laughs> well, you that. just said his name. <laughs> I, I'm going to say Tyler. Tyler, 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 Tyler Perry got, got it. Oprah. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can't say that because me and Oprah, we, we cool, but I can't uh-huh. put it out there like that, you know. Plus, last time somebody said something about Oprah and Tyler. They ass ain't working. I'm not gonna use that combination. No, I'm not gonna use that combination. Matter of fact, I'm not gonna use now one. Matter of fact, I retract that statement. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw Tyler at the fight last night. And me and Tyler ain't got no problem. But uh Carla's off today, uh dealing with the flood. Uh she's kind of in an affected area. Tommy's here. Today, of course. Yeah. And um, Tommy went home. Tommy, yeah. To take care yeah. of business, so Tommy will be talking mm-hmm. to us about it. And even though we're not on in Houston, we got people who listen here. Yeah, they listen online. Yeah. 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 Family in yeah. Houston, everything. Right on. All right, if you want to help people affected by Hurricane Harvey, you can visit redcross.org, redcross.org, or you can call 1 800 Red Cross, 1 800 Red Cross, or text the word Harvey to 90999. Text the word Harvey to 90999. If you want to make a donation, you can make a $10 donation, Steve. It doesn't have to be 25 k uh, if you don't have that. So if you want to make a $10 donation, 
text the word Harvey to 90999. This is if you want to help the people that are affected by Hurricane Harvey in Houston. That, that damn fight last night. Woo! <laughs> 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 Yeah, Saturday night, night before last. Saturday uh-huh. night. The balls up good. in that representing, man. I, I, went, I, I visited both dressing rooms. Both? Okay. Really? Both, okay. man. You went to Colin, uh, Conor McGregor's dressing yeah, room as well? Yeah, but I'm, you know, Floyd, my dude. Oh, of course. Yeah. So I walked yeah. in there with Floyd, man. Mm-hmm. We were laughing, hollering. Then his boys from Cleveland that run all of his stuff, mm-hmm. Al Heyman, mm-hmm. who no one ever mm-hmm. sees. Mm-hmm. Me and Heyman was hugging and laughing. Al Heyman used to just be a promoter. Right. He promoted my first big musical tour. He put me on tour with the OJs. I headlined the OJs. Wow. And I said, man, I can't headline the OJs. He said, you headline the OJs. And all us Cleveland boys, just do like I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'll tell you about it, man, when we come back. We'll talk about okay. the fight yeah. when we come back. This is going to be good. Got some great stories. Took Junior with me. Yeah, we got to yeah. find out from so we'll be back. perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Little fight talk when we come back. Bring him back down to earth. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> Steve, okay, you got to tell us about the fight, more about the fight. Man, and then we got to hear Junior's perspective, uh, too. It was right. greatness. Uh-huh. I was sitting there. I talked to uh, Floyd's father. Uh, Floyd's mom came down there to talk to me. She's as cute Steve, as she can be. Steve, I have got to see you. Lord. <laughs> Family feud. <laughs> boy, if what did you she say? boy, I don't miss. <laughs> my boy, me and Lord, <laughs> me and Floyd sits up there. Talking about a hug. Yeah. Oh, oh. We sits up there, man. I can't taste these. It's just a beautiful thing. <laughs> and so we talked, man. I talked to Tyler for a long time in the VIP. Oh man, that and, uh, yeah. the Tyler VIP lounge. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the VIP lounge was. Uh, Something, huh? A lot of VIPs in the VIP lounge. The money that was in there was not the the celebrities. What? No, the money Mm -hmm. that was in that lounge was not the celebrities. Oh, really? Who was it? The people in there had that other kind of money. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They Mm. they make decisions. They was. Oh. (sighs) (laughs) I went up and uh, hugged the dude that uh, ran Chase and J.P. Morgan. I just hugged him. He didn't know who I was. I just hugged. Yeah. I just hugged. I just hugged. He said, uh, "Steve, uh, what was that for?" Because I, because I, I, you don't know what you mean to me. <laughs> yes, sir. Just what you mean to me. I know I ain't got the most in there. Right. The amount I got in there, I need to hug the person that's holding. <laughs> I do need a hug. Real All right. Paper, huh? uh, here we go. Junior, I want to hear though. from Junior. Yeah. Come on, Junior. Come on, uh, Junior. Uh, yeah, well, what first was it of like, all, man? What was it like? Mm-hmm. First of all, I have got to work on stop being shocked about everything. <laughs> I have got to get that fixed first. Because, because when you go with Uncle Steve, you realize that he is way richer than what you originally thought. Like, you got a number, uh-huh. and then he's past that number. <laughs> it's a whole new number. Man, we go to... Man, I didn't even know there was this place at the MGM where he stay at. Because at one minute I was talking and we was on the strip and I could see the Luxor and I could see Mandalay Bay. Oh, then, he was at that hotel. Yeah, oh, then we yeah, pulled around yeah. somewhere and all of a sudden it's a whole Boom. new world. Boom. <laughs> we, we outside, but we ain't outside. I, I can't explain it to you. I see the sun, but sun, we outside though, but we, we, we not really outside. Can't nobody else see y'all. No, no and no. Nobody. 
nobody ever seen us. There's no, there's no sign. Nuh-uh. Mm-hmm. It's no nothing. And nope. you have to be buzzed in by a gate in the car. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh. And then yeah. the gate opens and you pull in. And mm-hmm. then after that, you don't see anybody after that. Wow. And no. you, you just in Italy. Mm-hmm. And it's completely outdoors, but it's completely enclosed. Oh, okay. It's yeah. like a compound. It's it's, it's a, a it's, a, it's, it's a an atrium. atrium. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. an atrium. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but it's a it costs. I don't know what it costs to stay there, Jay. <laughs> but I know my black ass had no business being back there. <laughs> I can tell you that much for sure. Well, well, what else did you see? Well, is you, you can't book a room. Mm-hmm. You can't go online and get the room. You can't buy the room. Okay. You can't. Well, you how can't. do? You, well, how you get? You how have you, to know somebody. How you, you can't tell us how you get in there. You, yeah, well, you can't get in. They have to call you. Oh, it's they an have to call you. Oh. You have to be invited to stay there. Wow. Oh. That's was, what. So, was, Junior, you were hanging out with the real ballers the what? for real. No, no, the whole weekend we mm. hanging out with billionaires, and I ain't even know it. I'm talking to them like they just, you know, sixty thousand a year. You know. <laughs> 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 I'm having them conversation with them. What Come on, you? man. Go, let's go and do so, this right so quick. Junior, Come on, man. What, what did you talk to a billionaire about? Oh, we talked about, uh, <laughs> you know, just regular stuff. You want to drink? I want to drink. You want to drink? You ask no billionaire if he want no drink. No, you got food on your shirt. You don't slap your food off his shirt. <laughs> so, Junior, did you, did you, did you see any, any bad ladies, man? You know, know my whole statement. This woman came up to me and started talking to me. I said, excuse me, could you please stop talking to me? I said, because I'm going to heaven. <laughs> And I just walked away. Didn't I, Junior? I just walked away from her. Oh, that's fine. And that's she was fine. fine. No, that is fine. I just walked away from her. I said, excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me. No disrespect. Would you please stop talking to me? Because I'm going to heaven. Yeah. Thank you very much. The waitress that kept five Man. times, this waitress came up to me with nothing on, hardly. Oh, yeah. Mr. Harvey, just please let me do something for you because you've done yes, so much for me. me. Yeah, Tom. No, listen to me. Listen to me. I don't want nothing. I want you stop talking to me because I am going to heaven. <laughs> that was your line. So this rich dude, this rich dude, he, he got, it, you don't know him. He came up to me, he said, I got to try that. <laughs> he said, because I got to tell you, maybe that can stop me <laughs> because I, I'm losing my mind, family, and everything. So Steve, well, tell me the line again. Yeah. I said, I'm going to heaven and walk away. Stop talking to me. I gotta try it. He said, Steve, watch this. I'm gonna try it. That girl came up to him and said, Can I help you? He said, You sure can. Everything I said, you taught him. I said, Jamie, Jamie, you said you was going to try. Hey, Steve, I tried, man. But I looked at him. And it's, you sure can. He said, I can. It was funny. But how about this, though? Uh-huh. How about Uncle Steve and Tyler Perry in here playing? What <laughs> they, do you mean? They two grown black men in here playing. Tyler come over. Uh-huh. Tyler said, don't say nothing. Tyler takes his his hand mm-hmm. and snatches Steve's phone. Man, what the hell? <laughs> it's about to be a fight. I didn't know it was him. Mm-hmm. Snatched my phone. I said, who the hell? <laughs> Turn around. This Tyler's solid, too, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, man. That's a big dude, man. Uh-huh. Tommy, what was you going to ask? I was going to ask you, is it more unknown Rich people yes. than it is. Oh hell yeah! yeah. Oh hell yeah! Oh, yeah. Dog, 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 yeah dog, you dog, don't want to be famous. Dog, the people that make the real money, you don't even know who they are. No, they don't have. That's a good thing. They don't have a no, no. They they look like they, they look ain't blinging and nothing. Like no, that. they look like they going grocery store. 
<laughs> they, they look like they got on going to the grocery store. They shoes ain't got no name on it. Uh-huh. They no, jeans well, ain't designed. Well, the reason the shoes don't have no name because most of them are custom. Yeah. I stopped the guy and said, my man, where you get them shoes? Ah, they're custom. Mm-hmm. All you can do, all you got to do is look at their watch and their mm-hmm. shoes because they're going to have that on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's going to okay. cost some money that you're really not familiar with. All right, we got to go. We'll talk more about the fight as the morning goes on, of course. But it's Monday. And church complaints are coming up. We'll be back at 44 after. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Uh, Of course, today is Monday, and, um, you know, you have a lot of complaints going on. The Reverend is here. Uh, And uh, the deacon. uh, We. We here. Yes, we Gracious Father. Uh, Thine art. Thine own. Ha. That's preaching now. That's what that is. Let's get these church complaints out the way with the irrefutable Deacon Death Jam. All right, Pastor. What what was that? I had a delay. <laughs> don't 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 worry with it. Uh we've got some issues here, Pastor. Ah. Uh, Sister Doris Jean Lightfoot uh, delivered her 18th child uh, in the choir stand doing her solo. Uh, We thought she was holding a a long note, but she was actually giving birth. She has destroyed two chairs and the carpet in the choir stand. It's up to you if you want to hold her accountable for the situation. No, we are... We are on a special program with uh, Sister Lightfoot. Mm. Uh, I have personally registered her with the government. Mm. And uh, we get $486 per child. Times <laughs> <laughs> yeah. eight. you got 18, and so I You do the math saying. on that, yeah. Sister Shirley. Yeah, we can get two chairs. Okay. Uh, mm. Dollars for, for the 18 kids. This would be children. Child number 19, and there's a special program government funding. We receive $8,000, $8,748 to be exact from no. Sister Lightfoot. Now, what that means is with mm-hmm. this new baby, mm-hmm. we'll be receiving $9,234 <laughs> from the government assistance program for wayward children. That we keep all 18 of them here at the church, and we all get a right. special consent. So she can keep on having all the kids she wants. <laughs> yeah, we got $9,234 coming in right now. So we're we not going to worry about the carpet. We're not going to worry about chill. that carpet. What we're going to do is call Stanley Steamer. <laughs> Yeah, they're coming here and work with the carpet best they can. I don't know how good they good is getting up after birth, but that ain't none of my business. If it don't work, we're going to put a throw rug down now mm-hmm. and keep on preaching. Go ahead, Deacon. All right, Pastor. Uh, let's see here. Deacon Remus Wilcox, who has a prosthetic leg, is asking for a loan. Uh, he has until Friday to pay the balance on the, uh, the leg. He owes $750. The rental leg company uh, is going to come and get the leg at, by 12 noon Friday. So it's your call, Pastor, if you want to help him out. No, we're not going to do that. And I've told Brother Remus uh, Wilcox to keep up on his leg payment. And if he didn't want to do that, Brother Wilford, 
works down at Home Depot, and he said he could make him a leg out of a two by four. <laughs> so a I think that I'm. Leg. Well, it ain't got to be a big leg. <laughs> you know, he don't he don't weigh that much. A two by four with a shoe on it ought to work pretty good. All right. Now, Pastor, now here's something you need to really pay attention to. Sister DeConda Malvo has bounced the last four checks that she has written to the church. Now, Brother Cardell Santee, the treasurer, wants to press charges on her. He has called the police. They are coming this morning to get all the information. Now, they're going to be picking her up at her job, the Nappy Roots Beauty Salon. Now, the, What is the, they uh, questioning her for, Deacon? She wrote four bad checks that have bounced, and it has evidently uh, upset Brother Cordell Santee, who was over the treasury, you know, over the money. And uh, he wants to press charges. They're supposed to pick her up at her job today, but you actually make the last call on this. I don't think they can pick her up for the four or bounce checks. That's just nah. not good churching. <laughs> good church Well, we don't need to do that right there because... She is in charge of both bake sales. She fries all the chicken down at the church. Oh, yeah. and, and she makes a pound cake that's just unbelievable. Ooh, I love a cake. lot of those chicks bounce because she's buying ingredients for cooking. Mm. And we was a little short with the chicken money two weeks in a row, which <laughs> probably called to a, a, a overdraft. So we're going to leave that alone. And tell that man to quit calling the police on her. <laughs> I let Santee know that to, to call yeah. that off. I let him know. Yeah, now, let, him, um, let the police know because Big Sam and them eats the chicken. And let Sam <laughs> know that that's the chicken that he comes by to get. And lock her I, up and that chicken's over with. Because Sister Gertrude chicken ain't worth a dang. <laughs> Everybody knows that. That Gertrude can't fry Gertrude no show can't fry no chicken. She fries some chicken I, last week. I swear to God, I thought it was meatloaf. <laughs> Chicken <laughs> so hard. I thought it was me, love. What the hell? I couldn't believe it. I said, this can't be chicken. All right, right Pastor. Uh, I know you may have been concerned yesterday the phone that kept ringing in the sanctuary. Here's what's going on. Sister Alicia Cartwright just got butt implants. The doctor supposedly accidentally laid the uh, silicone implants on his cell phone. Uh, and uh, it stuck to it, and when he sold her up, he didn't realize the cell phone is actually in her butt. That's oh. why the phone was ringing all through the service. It's uh, <laughs> been said that they think his wife is the one that's calling, but her ass is ringing, ma'am. <laughs> She's asking for $1,000 to go to another doctor to get the phone removed, but her ass is ringing every three minutes. Well, that ain't going to happen, Deacon, because what we're going to do is just wait on the battery to die, and I'm pretty sure by next Sunday we'll have a nice, quiet service. I was wondering, what was that little square on her ass? <laughs> See, when she walked by, she got a great implant, though. It's, it's, it's oh, absolutely good. incredible. Uh, I couldn't figure out what the little square was on the back of her head. But I, but, I like, but I like a little square on that thing. Right now and then, cause you, cause it looks like you said a glass hole. Hello? Go ahead. Uh, all right. Just FYI, Sister Merlene Dollarite has written a tell-all book about the JPJJ. It's titled, They Going to Hell on a Roller Coaster. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Start over. What, uh -oh. what is that? I missed something? Sister Merlene Dollarite 
Uh-huh. has written a tell-all book about the JPJJ, the jackpot joint of Jerusalem. Uh, it's titled, They Going to Hell on a Roller Coaster. Uh, she supposedly has information on who's sleeping with who and who's stealing money and what? something about you and Sister Doreen Flanagan. Well, then you tell Sister Merlene <laughs> that if that book come out, that tell-all ain't gonna just be in a, on, in a book. <laughs> the tell-all gonna be on the Steve Harvey Morning Show, cause I'm gonna tell everybody I slept with her. <laughs> now where we at with that? All right, we gotta go. We gotta go. Coming up, our national what news. If I slept with her and her mama. <laughs> we'll talk Merlene about Merlene and Pearlene. <laughs> we'll be back. And looking for Geraldine. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, today's top headlines are, uh, of course, the Houston flooding. Um, just terrible, terrible, terrible. And I know we, we said this earlier that we are not on in Houston, but a lot of our listeners have family in Houston. Uh, we have people from Houston, Junior's from Houston, Carla's from Houston, Tommy's from Houston. So if you watch the news, you saw the images of the uh, devastating flooding in uh, Houston due to Hurricane Harvey. Um, and as you know, of course, we're praying for Carla. She's not here today. Tommy is here. And, of course, Junior's here. Yeah. You all have property. You have friends and family down there. So, again, if you do want to help our neighbors in Houston, please text the word Harvey to 90999-90999, and you can make a $10 donation. Okay, and we'll be talking about it, of course, when Miss Ann comes up in just a few. But first, uh, Junior, one of your clients is here, and they dropped off some delicious food for us. Tell us about it. Churches, baby. Churches. Y'all remember churches? Y'all remember churches? Yes. What? Come on now. Specials in the window when you pull up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Church (laughs) of Chicken, man, for our family, were every Sunday. We yep. cut out of church, and the next place we go in is churches. Yeah. Wow. And we sit around and eat church of chicken, and all the family come by. So we was all about family meal. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. you had to have 45 pieces of church of chicken. And churches made it affordable then. You get a whole 3,000 pieces of chicken at church for like yeah. $6. <laughs> Y'all remember that? Now we back, baby. Now churches is back, man. They're celebrating. It's the $5 real big deal. Mm-hmm. From churches, mm-hmm. that's where you get okay. two pieces of chicken now. Uh-huh. Now, you got choices. Mm-hmm. See, the $5 real big deal all about choices. Right. You can either okay. choose the chicken or or, or you can choose chicken tenders. Oh. oh. Yeah, oh, so yeah. you get a two-piece, a biscuit, mm-hmm. and a pepper. I got and options. You got options. That's what it's all. It's a right. choice. Real I big like deal. Their biscuit. Yeah. Great. It, it, it's honey butter milk yeah, biscuits, Shirley. Just say it right. Don't just say biscuits. <laughs> I like that. Honey all our biscuits is great. Biscuits. Yeah. They're so good. But I'm telling you. Give me you, a thigh. Give me a thigh, Julie. No, we got thighs, thigh. legs, wings. Okay. What do you want? I'm eating. I'm, a thigh I'm eating man. a thigh right <laughs> now. <laughs> well, I'm good at eating thighs. Yeah. Love thighs. Yes, sir. The but coleslaw is good. Coleslaw is good. The mac and cheese is good. Mashed potatoes <sighs> with the gravy. With the gravy. Mm. They have good sides. I and like and these peppers. Now, be careful when you're dealing with these peppers. Woo! The, the, don't bite that seed. Mm-mm. Ask Jay careful about now. the peppers. Yes. Let's I'm real. I'm an open mouth now because <laughs> I have one of them peppers. Peppers. Jay like pepper. You like hot Man, sauce. Man, you know? I can't mess with them peppers. Them peppers are very hot. <laughs> yeah, peppers are very <laughs> hot. Yeah. 
but man, I'm telling you, man, this is good. It feels good to have churches back. And I mean, it, it is yeah. such a, a staple in our community, mm-hmm. Church's Chicken, man. Yes, sir. Thank y'all so much, Churches. Good job, man. man. Thank you, Churches. I'm trying to bite churches. this pepper without crying. <laughs> <laughs> Who you been into like it, Junior? Well, I'm grown. I've been eating Churches. I know you <laughs> Junior, you just ate a whole pepper. A whole pepper. Yeah. I'm he got He got caught up. It's the same color as your shirt. No, I'm fine. So, Junior, because uh, it's hot, it's good for sickle cell? Oh, oh, Fred, how you gonna do it, dog? Uh, I'm just asking. Uh, you. Oh, for it real ain't cold. You oh, can't that's how do you gonna do it, dog? That's how you it gonna do it. It heats your body you up, is man, what I'm if saying. If I ate a whole pepper like you just hey, did, I'd be, it'd be a real problem. He just bit the whole and just did nothing but the stem what? and chewed him. Jay is over here struggling. Oh, you know what? He'll pay for that later on. <laughs> Stop in and get you some church's chicken today. The five dollar real big deal is happening right now. Real choice, real flavor. There it is. Well, church's pepper. chicken. That pepper got to him. Yeah, yeah. I had it. Pepper just turned back high. up. Your tongue is hot. Well, so, oh, he gonna make sense. Yeah, I need some more air first. <laughs> they good though. Man, yeah. that, pep- that pepper will be back. <laughs> Thank you, churches. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, churches. I'm going to go get some more churches. Churches! <laughs> get you some churches today. Ladies and gentlemen, she's here, Miss Ann Tripp. Thanks, everybody out there. This is Antrip with the news, and there's a lot to tell. First of all, let's start out with Texas. Hurricane Harvey has been downgraded. However, the now tropical storm Harvey remains stalled over the southeast part of the Longhorn State, having already dumped over 20 inches of rain on Houston and now expected to leave as much as 50 inches of floodwaters in the Houston area over at least tomorrow, but probably Thursday. Two deaths are reported. Some 1,500 people have been rescued so far from flooded out buildings and rooftops. Tens of thousands are in shelters. But some of the worst damage appears to be north of Corpus Christi in the town of Rockport. The mayor there, C.J. Wax, is warning people to stay away for now. Stay out of the area. It is not safe for you or your family. Do not return until we tell you it is safe. There is no food, no utilities, no lights, no water, no telecommunications. Stay where you are and protect yourselves and your families. I had thought about the term biblical, but I'll accept apocalyptic. That's right. They're saying really shelter in place if, you, if you're safe and you're dry. Some 3,000 National Guard troops have been called up. Evacuations continue with the help of the Coast Guard, and President Trump says he intends to visit the area tomorrow. As rumored, the president, by the way, has pardoned former Arizona sh- uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaio, who was convicted of discriminatory policing but hadn't even been sentenced yet. An Arizona judge found the 85-year-old Arpaio guilty of criminal contempt for repeatedly violating court orders to end the harsh tactics he was using against Latinos. However, the White House says, quote, Arpaio's 50 years of admirable service to our nation made him a worthy candidate for a pardon, and that's why he got one. Today, the 54th anniversary of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King's March on Washington. Today, the Reverend Al Sharpton leading the Thousand Minister March on the Justice Department to say that the King, that the dream is still alive despite being threatened by events in Charlottesville and elsewhere. The Bronner Brothers held their 70th annual International Beauty Show in Atlanta this month, and the famous Black American Beauty Products family donated $30,000 in wigs and other beauty products to cancer survivors. And it started out like this. If you're asking would I like to fight Floyd, I mean, who would not like to dance around the ring for $180 million? I'm not the same fighter I was 10 years ago. I'm not the same fighter I was five years ago. I'm not the same fighter I was two years ago. 
but I got enough to beat you. And he did. 20 minutes after the hour, stay tuned to Eugene the Butterfly, Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, introduce Jay. And Jay, you introduce the Butterfly. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay. He had one of the greatest fight parties in the world. Y'all put your hands together for Eugene. Good morning, everyone. Stephen, Tommy, Shirley, Carl. Oh, Trying no, to have a Carl. good spirit about it, huh? <laughs> no, I do not have a good spirit. My I entire know. apartment has just been just totally destroyed. What but, uh, but let me finish by uh, speaking. Uh, <laughs> no, by I have 30 people. Four people. <laughs> And we're it's praying just, for Carla. She's off. Hey, man. Hey, we're playing, hey, we're hey, praying come for on Carla. Say something to me so I can say something back. <laughs> Steven, everything is just, my whole apartment is destroyed. I had a fight party, and then a damn fight broke out at the doggone <laughs> fight party. That's <laughs> <laughs> your friend. Felix and Sebastian got into a fight, and it was, it was just a mess. It was a mess. No, butterfly. What were oh they fighting God. about? What happened? What was the fight well, about? Well, one of them had put money on Mayweather. You know, uh, Felix put money on Mayweather. Sebastian put money on um, Connor. And <laughs> Felix didn't. One of them didn't want to pay the other one. And then I say, look, y'all going to have to settle it like we, like we normally settle it. And then, we, you know, we play rock, paper, scissors, curling iron. That's how we do it. <laughs> y'all play so, rock? Rock, paper, scissors, curling iron. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we, when we was growing up, that's how we do. We play, we don't play just rock, paper, scissors. We play rock, paper, scissors, curling iron. That's funny. That's funny. So, and you know, when we fight, we have, we have rules. Correct. You cannot, you cannot have fist fight. So we, we slap. We, we fight with open hands. What? And it was just, it was bad. And they flipped over my couch and my coffee table and oh, just things wow. are just, all my stuff is destroyed. Is windmilling a windmill? They do windmills, but you have to have a open hand. You cannot, you know, if, you, if it's a closed head, we'll jump in and stop it because you're not supposed to do that. But anyway, um, my my couch. I need a new couch. I need a, I need two new bar stools, and then my my coffee table. And then wow. the fight the fight fell into the doggone bathroom. My whole uh, toilet is cracked. Do you know anything about plumbing, Stephen? <laughs> The whole can I get you what? to come over and fix? Can I get you to come over and put a new toilet in? The hell I can you come over, over and help? <laughs> Stephen, I'm going through some things, and I just I just need some help. Uh, you know my. Why my... don't you get the people that broke your damn toilet <laughs> to help fix toilet? I'm gonna make them pay. Is it possible to sleep on your couch for a couple of days? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are oh, you gonna let them sleep over there, Uncle? Hell no. Oh. I ain't sleeping in my house. You don't even know where I live. <laughs> Steve, I just need some help. I, as a as a boss, I need you to really, you know. We have, we have to go. Sorry, butterfly. Yep. yep. I, we thought you had problems at your house. That fight is not affecting us at all. Uh, Thanks for calling, though, man. Another worthless ass segment. <laughs> Coming up next, J. Anthony Brown is here to murder another hit. We'll be back at 34 after the hour. Oh, boy. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, in case you missed it, Jay is here to murder yet another hit. Jay, what do you have for it's us this morning? It's the Kango morning. song. We played it Friday, and we played it again Monday. Yo, check it out on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. The song goes out to George Wallace, my road dog Van, Samuel L. Jackson, LL Cool J, Missy Elliott, and last but not least, 
LeBron James. Pretty much dedicated. Um, Samuel Jackson still wears one. <laughs> oh, I saw his movie. Yeah. Oh, it's really good. Oh, the, um, which one? You were like bodyguard. It. You would yeah, love it. The Steve. Hitman's Bodyguard yeah, with yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. A lot of cussing in that yeah. movie. Man. Oh yeah, you would like yeah. it. Yeah, you would love it. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it's <laughs> exciting. It's a lot good of cussing in it. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of fighting. You would love that part about it. Yeah, but it's um, good. Jackson kicks butt in that yeah, movie. Yeah, he really does. Yeah. It was really good. I was. He got some moves. Mm-hmm. Let's check it out. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Kango. But uh, dedicated to George White. Who wears one? Who has been? Who needs a larger size of Kango? Kango. Yeah, he's wearing saying? one. The one he wears is way too small. <laughs> way too small. It looks like a yarmulke <laughs> on top of his head. A yarmulke. And uh, he he just refused to get yeah. a new one. Yeah, you know, I don't You're know. He's got to see that it's small. <laughs> I mean, it's cutting off the circulation to his brain. And I know you feel that. So. Yeah, you guys know it. Is. Yeah, he's got to know. I don't know how he got it on his head, but it's way too small. Well, yeah, you're his friend. Yeah, you should tell. Yeah, him. it's stretched out. It's just, it's very. It's just well, small. he doesn't use his friendship. <laughs> His uh-uh. friendship is for joke purposes. Yes. I'll be damned if he gonna help him fix a problem yeah. that can be a joke. I'll tell you right now, man, you can't talk about my mama for that many years. No. I no. had to whoop Jay. That's something, isn't it? Oh, you mean me and George talking about each other, mama? They yeah, for that many years. Oh, that's mandatory. I mean, it goes with friendship. Yeah. We know each other's mama. I know his mama. Yeah. I let it do. Damn, Jay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, all right when she's out, you know. Yeah. When she get locked up a lot for fist fights in clubs and stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> she's good people. I like her. Cannot. Man, yeah, man, she can take a punch too. Right. <laughs> the best of them. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. She can take a punch. <laughs> to the gut too. I mean, straight up. Yeah. You don't flinch or nothing. 
Well, if that don't hurt. <laughs> that, like Delarisa. It's all of nights. In all of nights, right? She's like, that's all you got. <laughs> <laughs> So uncomfortable uh, with this kind no, of No, don't. Uncomfortable at all. What's uncomfortable is George with that little ass kango on his head. That's, <laughs> that's uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All I, right. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, the nephew's here to murder another, another prank. prank. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll be back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Time for the nephew and his prank phone call. What you got, Neff? Drug test. Time to take a drug test. And then after the prank, we'll get serious and talk to Tommy about how... But right now, though, drug test. Hurricane Harvey has affected him. (laughs) But right now, though... Drug test. Yeah. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach a fake place. This is she. Hello, uh, this is Officer Rogers from the uh, probation department. Yes, sir. Listen now, um... You have been uh, on probation for a little over a year now. Am I right, Faye? Yes, sir. You are correct. Now, you're supposed to be serving two years probation? Two. All right. Now, I'm giving you a call. Actually, uh, I'm bringing you a bit of bad news, and I, I hate to do this, but you you came in, Faye, a couple uh, couple weeks ago and did a, did a uh, drug test. Am I right? Uh-huh. I sure did. I did. All right. Now... Faye, I don't. I hate to bring bring you some bad news, but the actual drug test that you took has come back positive. Oh, you're and... a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now you came in a couple weeks ago. You took a drug test. This drug test has actually come in positive. Now, what I want to say to you is this: You're going to have to actually. No, sir. My test wasn't positive. You got yes. the wrong person. Hold on a second. I either need you to to come in to me, or I don't, and I don't want to save the embarrassment of having to send the car out to pick you up. Now, I don't give a damn what embarrassment you're talking about, sir. I gave you some, and my was good. Ma'am, right now you I got a. You have a positive drug test. You have you 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 come up positive, ma'am. Now you're gonna if have to actually. Use your, if they use your, if they use mine. We used the one that you brought us. Now must have, here, must have been the wrong one. Couldn't have been. Ma'am, been, sir. Le- I'm sorry, sir, but I wouldn't have gave you no bad urine. It just wasn't me. Ma'am, now, I don't want to have a... Back to jail. I don't even know why you would call me with this nonsense. I got Ma'am. children. I'm trying to do right. I don't know why you would call me. I wouldn't have gave you no bad That's not me. You said lie. Ma'am, you listen. Lie. You actually have to come in and do another three months now. Oh, sir, y'all can come pick me up. I can for you right now. I can in your hand if you want me to. Ma'am, your your urine has come back positive of drugs. Now I don't I don't know any other way to explain it to you. You've been actually evidently using drugs again. Sir, I'm trying to tell you I don't use no drugs. I've been clean for a year and some months now. You got the wrong. That's not my. Now, How do you I'm telling you that? How do you know it's not yours, ma'am? It's, it's got your name on the lid, everything. You have come back positive. Well, evidently, you put your name on it because that ain't my f***. And I would have came back. My f*** would have came back good. You can't call me and tell me I gave you some bad can't ma'am. call me and tell me that. That's a negative, L- sir. That's a double negative. It's not a double negative. It's a double positive. You've actually come back positive. Faye has written here on the actual cup. Maybe you have more than one Faye. No. 
No, we don't have more than one fake. You're the only fake. I've actually double-checked that myself. You need to either come in or we got to come out and haul your behind in here. Well, I need you to come right now because I got the right now. Come right now. Come out. Are you trying to tell me that if I come and pick you up and take your urine now, your urine is going to come up negative? Is that what you're saying? I'm telling you that. My, you're double positive with that. My urine is going to come up negative. <sighs> Ma'am. I, I hate to, I, I, I don't want to come out, haul you in in front of your family, but you're actually going to be coming in and you're going to do three months. That's all I can tell you. I don't you're gonna... have confidence, sir. You got the wrong say, Alan, or you got the wrong It's one of the two. Might be both. You got the wrong You got the wrong say. I'm letting you. No positive I ain't had no positive I'm trying to tell you, I got kids. I mean, I, I ain't had no positive Listen, ma'am, I'm telling you one more time. You either want to come in or want me to come and get you. Which one? Let me tell you what I want you to do. I want you to find out who the you have. Because that ain't my Don't call me no and tell me nothing about you got some, some that, is, that is not good. I gave you some good How many times I got the for y'all? Y'all keep picking up people, falsely accusing folks. Y'all had me saying some Miss my children. Now I'm hot. I've been giving you good and you still wanna with me. I'm tired. I ain't giving you no bad. Don't call me no more with no like that. And where is my probation officer? You say your name is what? My name is Officer Rogers. Sir, I don't know Officer Rogers. Like I said, you might be the reason why the came back positive. You might be the reason. I need to speak with Mr. That's my probation officer. Officer no, I have clean at all times. Mr. Rogers, you shouldn't be calling me. I should be calling you because I'm going to, evidently, I'm going to have to come down and haul your behind in myself. Well, you can bring your home. And when you come, you bring Mr. Rogers with you. He'll let you know I don't have no positive. You can come to my job. I got, I, you got, you know what? There's one more, there's one more thing that I need to. Bring your home. Come on right now. Come on. I got one more thing I need to say to you. Are you listening to me? What is it, sir? This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your sister, <laughs> Allen. I know one thing. Y'all play too <laughs> much. Y'all play too much. You tell <laughs> that whooping, I was coming to get him, Mr. Rogers. She going to get that whooping. Say you all right? No, no positive. <laughs> the hell out of me. Had me thinking I was doing drugs and didn't know about it. Somebody picked up nothing I know. I'm going to need y'all not to play with people like that. Okay. But you all right? Hell no, I'm nervous as hell. It was, it's your sister, she put me up to it, baby. Well, when you ever see her, you see what she looked like, I'm going to beat the hell out of her. <laughs> I got one more question for you, baby. You got to tell me this. What is the baddest? I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land. The Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> Huh? Oh, man. Nah, man. Drug test. <laughs> <laughs> Faye wasn't playing, though. Let uh -uh. me tell you, Faye is not for it. Mm -mm. Uh-uh. Do you have a date, Tommy? What's happening? Yeah, I got a date. I am in Tampa, Florida, Saturday night. That's right, Tampa, Florida, Saturday night at the USF Sun Dome. Frankie Beverly featuring Maze Kelly Price. Tank and hosted by yours truly, nephew Tommy. That's Saturday night, this Saturday. That's September the 2nd, USF Sundown in Tampa, Florida. Tickets are going very, very well. Few more if you want to come hang out with us this beautiful Labor Day weekend in Tampa, Florida. That's me, that's Tank, that's Kelly Price, Frankie Beverly, and Mays. I'll be wearing white.
You have I messed to, it up at the end. Yeah, the yeah. End. You have to be able but to say it. It's also Maze featuring Frankie Beverly. <laughs> same thing. No, that's not same thing. But tell like, me seriously though, uh, you're in Houston. Yep. So, so tell us about your experience down there with Hurricane Harvey. It's actually not a, no longer a hurricane. It's a thunderstorm now, but yeah. it was a hurricane when it hit. But mm-hmm. now it's a thunderstorm. It's it's been bad. This is this is probably the most brutal one I think I've ever seen. I. I've been through a lot of hurricanes. This hurricane one right Alicia here. Hurricane Alicia was a bad one. Hurricane Alicia was no You were there, Junior? Yeah. 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 1988. Yeah. But can I tell you, I, I take my hat off to these rescue workers, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. The first they, responders. They are and, doing yeah. the doggone thing, man. They yeah. trying to get these people out of harm's way, especially the elderly people that mm-hmm. are that are stranded, especially elder people living, you know, uh, living a, a retirement home. Mm-hmm. They getting these people out of there. These people been in, you know, I mean, these people are coming fast. Wow. There's the police officers are going door to door. If you live in an area mm-hmm. that's really, really bad, they're coming to your house, you know, when you have ample amount of time and saying, "Hey, you need to leave now." Yeah. yeah. Well, again, so wiping, wiping kids are good. That's good. Oh, that's good, that's really good to hear. Side piece? Check on your side piece, Tony. I know. I know. I, I, damn, I'm sorry. We have <laughs> to go. Your side piece is dry. <laughs> we have to go when we come back. Uh, the strawberry letter. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, up next, we have a crazy strawberry letter coming for you. But first, of course, on a serious note here, Steve, you and uh, CNN contributor and former South Carolina state rep Bakari Sellers uh, recently denounced the violence in Charlottesville, Virginia. And uh, Bakari called on you, Steve, to do your part. Uh, Well, coming up at 41 after the hour, uh, Bakari Sellers will be our special guest, and you guys will have a conversation. Yeah. 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 Good guy. Yeah, he's a great That's guy. Cool. He is. I he's like been Bacardi. on your talk show, and uh, he'll come on here to talk about this. All right, so um, we, I know there's some highlights about the fight you left off. Y'all ain't telling us everything, everything. about the fight. You and Junior went down there, yeah. and, and don't you? come back with no good stories or nothing. <laughs> Just, hey, come you on know now. what they say, man. What? Oh, what, what? happens in Vegas? Now, that was before cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you actually got a chance to talk to Floyd, though, you said, right? Oh, yeah, I went to his dressing room right after they came and got mm-hmm. me. Mr. Man, wow. come on in and see the champ, man. Uh-huh. And when I walked in, he's surrounded by reporters. As soon as he saw me, he stood up. Did he? He said, that's my man right there. That's <laughs> my man right there. He said, I hug you, man, but I'm sweating. Man, let's hug anyway. Aw, we heard it was know, a this, great moment, man, because it was 50 for him. Uh-huh. This was his first time coming out without no music and stuff. You know, he normally had Yeah, that's a, what everybody was saying. A rapper or something with oh, him. Oh, he didn't out. have all that. Yeah. He didn't have all that, you know. No Justin focused, Bieber, because they, he you was know. was focused, though. I got to give me one of them suits he had on with all the zippers on oh, there. Oh, that Hublot thing. You know, I yeah. don't think I could wear that anyway, man. I that's how you lose your wife. If I had to go to the restroom, Tommy, I'd have been there for seven days. <laughs> but you know, man, it, it was, was really, mm-hmm. really. It was fly. It was a good event. You know, we enjoyed ourselves. Mm-hmm. Watched the fight. Went and got me something. Went on to my room, man, because it was crowded. I have to say, you had an excellent seat at the. Yeah. Fight. Oh my God! Hey, he every angle we could see, Steve Harvey. Yeah, every dog, angle. I had a seat, man. Yeah. But I ain't want nothing to go wrong with him, Shirley. 
How you want him to sit there and watch the fight? Then he stood up, and I, yeah. I text him, sit your ass down. <laughs> we don't need no more highlights around here. This means people see you on television, yeah. and then they text us yes. asking, are you at the fight? I'm like, damn it, don't you see him at the fight? <laughs> at the party yeah. where I was, everybody was, Shirley, there goes Steve. There goes, I see him. <laughs> yeah. That jacket was buttered, though. Yeah, that it was. was yeah. It, it, it was a, uh, It was actually a suit, too. Oh, it was yeah. a suit. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wasn't yeah. no regular suit, was it? Okay, it wasn't regular suit. It, what was it? Oh, it special not, fabric. Not, uh, yeah. What, was that Macy's? What was that? <laughs> they didn't have that in Macy's. Was that Ross Pepper <laughs> <laughs> You know he's going to get Macy's mad. Macy's has good suits, I might add. Definitely. <laughs> was that KNG? <laughs> <laughs> they have good suits. Hey, oh, you know what? You know what? Uh, I, yeah, I got to ask you this. Steve uh-huh. Harvey, right That's there. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did. I what? did Luther for three years, and your boy was the promoter. Do oh, you Al know Hayman. Al Heyman? Do you know? Uh, I mean, a Saturday night was the first time I actually saw Al Heyman. I had never known what he looked like because on the tour, I had never seen that man. Oh ever. yeah, he don't come out much. No, he ever. will not let you. Nah, man. Yeah. No. But, dog, is, 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 his, is his front man, Steve, the guy that be in the ring all the time, named, the one named Sam? Oh, Sam? Everybody you knows know, Sam. Sam Cool Cat, man. Do you it's know Sam? Who's front man? Al uh, Heyman. Mr. Al Heyman. No? What? Are you shaking your head? Well, this is radio. Well, you know, there's <laughs> certain things you're not supposed to yeah, talk about. Yeah, I know. Well, he works for Al. I, I knew that. I'm just maybe this is so you, okay. but but you gonna keep on. <laughs> Did you I just hear what he, he just said? Certain things you ain't supposed to talk about, fool. No, Al Heyman <laughs> does not want spotlight. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. no. Cut all that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know nothing. You know what I've what been saying? to one fight and know that. <laughs> <laughs> Junior was up there falling out of control, <laughs> man. Hey man, I appreciate the tickets. Thank you for the fight. I love you, man. You the greatest. You was with some billionaires, boy. <laughs> boy. Boy, Junior was in there just trying to. I had to go over there and check on him every hey, time. Hey, let me tell you something, oh, though. Man, all you can just get this food. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> man. Quit asking me that. <laughs> now, unk, 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 unk. If I get paid, anybody gonna say <laughs> Dog, you in here. Yeah, I'm in here. <laughs> okay, okay, unk, what about the drinks? All oh, that's free. <laughs> free? <sighs> Hey man, right. hey man, look. All right, here we go. Yeah, we'll talk. All more. types of McCallum, all types of everything. Ooh. Everything. Years, I'm oh, talking yeah. about vintage. Um, you oh, know. Y'all thirty year scotch, huh? Y'all clown. Oh, they was in there. Hey, man, man, all right, all right, nephew, come on, all right, let's, Shirley, let's go. go. Buckle up. <laughs> Strawberry letter twenty three. What you got, Shirley? This is a sad one right here. Subject: My prince charming turned out to be a devil with horns. That is the subject. Okay. Okay. Nice Again, subjects. my Prince Charming turned out to be a devil with horns. I'm a 39-year-old single mother of two girls, 9 and 14. I'm educated, beautiful, and successful, and have a good job. I met my Prince Charming online, yeah. went on a few dates. In my life, I've had mishap, mishaps when it comes to men. This guy was handsome, well-educated, and he is every woman's dream. What I was, the hell is wrong Oh, this, now? this, oh. I was so excited to finally meet somebody like him after meeting a couple of free, you know, a- after meeting a couple of freeloaders. He was my dream come true. My excitement about my Prince Charming ended 
when I landed in his bed of hell. My first concern was his unwillingness to use protection, and I insisted that since we don't know each other that long, since we didn't know each other that long, that was the safest thing to do. I asked him about his status, and he said he was clean. He had no diseases, and he was going to show me his status. I was concerned when I realized that he had secretly removed the protection during the encounter, and he told me that he does not like using them. After this day, I called and told him that I needed to see his HIV status. And he said, yeah, I will send it to you. As I was waiting impatiently, I noticed that he was a bit different. I called him and told him strongly but politely that I needed to know his status. That was the last day I ever heard from him. He stopped calling me. He has he never answered my calls nor returned them. I called him at work and he told me not to bother him anymore. I must leave him alone. Six months later, I tested positive. Wow. For HIV. What do I do? Do I sue him? Do I let him do this to other women? Should I sit and accept it as my fate? I am devastated. I look at my girls and cry because I have betrayed them. I put myself in a compromising situation. What do I tell them? Steve, I know I failed to follow your rule of thumb, but I still need your advice. Thanks, devastated and betrayed. We'll be back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, make sure you join me for Strawberry Letter Live, the after show on Facebook. It'll be live this Thursday at 1.30 p.m. 1.30 p.m. We'll talk about that day's letter, but come on, Steve. Let's hear part two of your response to today's Strawberry Letter. Mm -hmm. I know we don't want to deal with this because it's so deep, but we got to get back to this letter. That's a heavy letter here, man. Yeah, this is a heavy one. Okay, here's the letter. I'm a th- uh, my Prince Charming turned out to be a devil with horns. I'm a 39-year-old single mother, two girls, uh, 9 and 14. I'm educated, beautiful, and successful and have a good job. I met my Prince Charming online, went on a few dates. In my life, I've had mishaps when it comes to men. This guy was handsome, well-educated, and he's every woman's dream. I was so excited to finally meet somebody like him. After meeting a couple of freeloaders, he was uh, my dream come true. My excitement about my Prince Charming ended when I landed in his bed of hell. My first concern was his unwillingness to use protection, and I insisted that since we don't know each other that long, that that was... That was the safest thing to do. I asked him about his status, and he said he was clean. He has no diseases, and he was going to show me his status. I was concerned when I realized that he had secretly removed the protection during the encounter, and he told me that he does not like using them. After this day, I called him and told him I needed to see his HIV status, and he said, yeah, I'll send it to you. As I was waiting impatiently, I noticed that he was a bit different. I called him and told him strongly but politely that I needed to know his status. That was the last day I ever heard from him. He stopped calling me. He never answered my calls nor returned them. I called him at work, and he told me not to bother him anymore. I must leave him alone. Six months later, I tested positive for HIV. What do I do? Do I sue him? Do I let him do this to other women? Should I sit and accept it as my fate? I am devastated. I look at my girls and cry because I have betrayed them. I put myself in a compromising situation. What do I tell them? Steve, I know I failed to follow your rule of thumb, but still I need your advice. Thanks, devastated and betrayed. I'm devastated too. I really am for her. You know, I mean, all I'm going to do because she knows 
all the answers. I'm just going to give her some stuff that could possibly help her in terms of uh, websites that she can go to and, you know, get some help and some more education. Um, Go to AIDS.gov. Um, You know, they can give you access to U.S. government HIV and AIDS information about prevention. You know, you can pass that along to your girl, to your children. Uh, AIDS education, testing, treatment and care. A lot of people are living with AIDS and living with HIV. And there's also AIDSHealth.org. It's an AIDS healthcare foundation. AIDSHealth.org, AIDS.gov. This is so sad. And about suing, you know, it depends on what state you're in. Well, here's what I want to say to the lady is this. HIV and AIDS is no longer the death sentence that it used to be. They have treatment for you. They have medicines for you. There are people who are living long lives who are HIV. And, you know, there's a gratefulness in that. You tested positive HIV. If you take care of yourself from this point on, You can live a long life. I know people personally, friends of mine who are HIV, who are living very productive lives. And I mean very productive lives. One of them is very famous and he played basketball. I I rest my case. So at least you found out early. Mm -hmm. That's the good part. You have two beautiful daughters. You have to do your part now to stay here for them. So let's get about the business now of what you have to do. There is a fight involved, but because you are educated, intelligent, bright, you have fight in you. Go, Go get in this fight. Don't give up. So, yeah, that answers the question that she asked, should I sit and accept it as my fate? No, no, no. It's, right. Listen, it's not your fate. It's a challenge now. You can accept this as a challenge or you can accept it as your fate. It's not your fate. Fate sounds so final. Yeah, it does. So, no, 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 no. You are HIV positive. Okay, all right. Let's get busy. Let's get busy. Let's get with it. Let's do what the others have done who have fought this and is surviving and living. There is no cure for AIDS, but there is treatment now mm-hmm. that enables you to, to, and I hope I'm saying this wrong, and I please, please, I don't mean any offense to anybody because I don't, I don't want to say this wrong. I think that if you're just HIV and it's not turned into AIDS yet, that there is a lot of treatment for that, that you can stave off the HIV from turning into AIDS. Once again, I hope I did not say anything to offend anybody. I'm just trying to recall in memory what I've heard mm-hmm. my friends say. So I, I hope that's. I hope I'm not offending anybody uh, because I know it's a delicate subject, and in our community, <sighs> it's devastating. So high among African Americans. You are smart women. enough, ma'am, where you went and got tested. Mm-hmm. You were concerned enough. You got you got a move put on you with old boy up in there. Uh, and the online thing. Yeah. Well, online, I ain't really, you know what I'm saying? You can meet somebody online, but even when you meet a person online, you still got to go through yeah. the, the the one, two, threes of how to get to know a person, whether you meet them online or you meet them at church. 
Is she, is she yeah, supposed to turn him in, though? What is she supposed to do? Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to turn him in and okay. you got to protect other women. Yeah, you have to do that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you got to put him straight on notice yeah, and blast. Yeah. You can't let it, because if this is the game he playing, that's ugly. All right, Steve, you know we got to go. Email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter, at my girl Shirley. Switching gears now. Um, Steve, let's get back to the fight. You were telling us now about Junior. <laughs> you know, it's uh, what I enjoyed most of all yes. was watching Junior discover mm-hmm. <laughs> and get exposed and to watch his face and questions. <laughs> So that was uh, your first time ever, Junior? Well, yeah, my first time ever. Uh-huh. You know, like, where I stay, they uh, pick like, you up at the airport. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. But what they pick you up in? <laughs> what? Uh-huh. You know, Talk I thought we going to get on a little van together. Yeah. We boys weekend. Uh-huh. You know, going to get a van. Bentley pulled right up to the plane. Wow. I said, no, they did not. Oh, it pulled up to the plane. <laughs> no, Excuse me. No, no, they did not. No, they, they picking you up in a Bentley. He said, yeah. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, I told you we were going to have a special guest. He's here. Uh, he is a noted politician. He's an attorney in South Carolina. Yeah. He is currently one of my favorite political correspondents for CNN. I invited him on the show today so we could discuss some of the comments that he made last week on CNN, which involved me. Uh, This is going to be good. He's a good brother. He really is. And I'm very, very happy with the work that he does. And I'm I'm a fan of his also. So he's on the show. Uh, Please welcome to the show, everybody, uh, Mr. Bakari Sellers. Welcome. What's up, Bakari? Welcome. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's 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 an honor and a privilege and a pleasure to be on. So thank you. Good. Uh, First of all, man, I want to say welcome to the show. And I want to say this to you in front of everybody. Uh, I am a fan of yours. Mm -hmm. Uh, We all are. Yeah, man. And we have a decent relationship between one another. I don't want anybody to think that we're two brothers that don't have the wherewithal and the common sense to sit down and discuss. Mm-hmm. Even brothers, brothers can disagree. Yeah, you can. Yeah. And so, you know, I just wanted to get some stuff out to light and just talk openly about how we feel about certain things because I've always respected his opinion mm-hmm. on CNN. And so he's here today, and I just want to say welcome to you. Uh, because well, uh, thank you. And if I, if I may, just uh, briefly, I want to say that um, I have that same utmost respect for you and all the work that you've done. Um, and I can honestly say as someone who is um, traveling that same road, um, that road of justice and searching for justice and truth and all of that, um, that I look up to you. And so it's an honor and a privilege to be on with you, Thank um, you. and a pleasure as well. Yeah. So, so, so let's just start at the beginning because I was just sitting at my house and my kids called and said, Dad. Dad, they just just talked about you on CNN. I said, that's good. No, Dad. I said, okay, hold on. What you mean, no, Dad? And so then, then they told me what we said. So let's just go for the beginning, Bakari. The discussion you all were having on CNN was pertaining to what? So we were having a discussion about uh, the president giving his speech. Um, and, and, you know, it was a speech in, in, in Phoenix, uh, Arizona. And he was doing what he normally does, which is coddle white supremacy. It was going in and out uh, of synchronization. It was making sense and not making sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the end of the day, my my comments were were very plain and very simple, um, that anybody who has a platform, anybody who has um, a message or a voice that can speak out and speak up needs to utilize it. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I I said that what we need to do is I said, I want to know where the voices are 
who gave Donald Trump respectability. We need to make sure that the people like Steve Harvey, the people like Jim Brown are speaking up and speaking out. And I, I stand by those words, and I think that it's important um, that any, anybody who has a platform um, use that platform to speak out and speak up, especially right now with someone who is trying to roll back as many of the progresses as we've made um, over the past eight years, over the past 50 years, um, as Donald Trump has. And so um, my question was, was a simple one. Um, you know, is Steve Harvey, is Jim Brown going to speak out? If so, I hope they do. I hope they use that platform loudly. Yeah. Uh, now, first, Bakari, let me let me start with the comment of uh, those of us who gave him a voice of respectability, mm-hmm. because that's that's where I want to start this whole thing, because my initial visit to see Trump at the time was because I had received a call from the Obama transition team. Not President Obama, but President Obama's transition team. Now, I have a relationship with President Obama. I shunned away from it, and they said, oh, man, we want you to know how important this is to bridge the gap. So they got the Trump transition team on the phone. And they put us on the phone together, and they said, would you come? So it was off and on and off and on. And so then the week of the 13th, on January the 13th, they said, be at Trump Towers at 2.30. Madeline Wisenhunt called me from Trump's office. And so I was hesitant. My wife and I talked about it. She had deep concerns about it. But I said, "Okay, baby, what you want me to do? I got the sitting president and the incoming president and both seem to want to make this happen. So I should go. So that's what I was doing. I was really felt badly, Bakari, because I didn't know, you know, I didn't vote for him, you know, and I. Worked uh, really but, hard not to get his ass in. <laughs> can I? Can I just? Yeah. Let, me, let me just explain to you. Yeah. I, I just want to. I want to. I want to. I want you to understand my mm-hmm. disappointment because, you know, this isn't Donald Trump is not somebody new who we just met on the scene. It's the same Donald Trump who was sued from the by the Department of Justice for uh, violating individual civil rights. It's the same Donald Trump who was sued by dealers in Atlantic City for discriminatory practices. It's the same Donald Trump. Um, who, you know, dealt with the Central Park Five after yeah. they were found and exonerated and found mm-hmm. to be not guilty and persecuted these young black brothers. And so, you know, for me, the disappointment, the heartache is is not necessarily, uh, you know, taking the phone call uh, per se, but it is lending someone. And, and, you know, Maya Angelou said it best, when individuals show you who they are, we have to trust that and believe that. And so, you know, Donald Trump is who we thought he was. There's no question about it. And to see his practices, not just when he was elected, but even today, my point is still the same. My point is that we need all hands on deck because, Steve, the way I feel about you um, is I look at you the same way that I look at a James Brown, the same way I look at a Harry Belafonte, the same way I look at a Dick Gregory. I mean, I look at you with the utmost respect on the platform that not only all the things that you have done, but the things that you will do. And so we need to make sure that we are all hands on deck with someone like Donald Trump, who is peeling back and rolling back everything that we believe in. Yeah. Let me say this. I had heard all of what you said, to be honest, because we had kind of discussed it on the show, the discriminatory lawsuit, you know. But what had happened was this guy goes from the campaign trail to the White House. So now this person with these problems, who also got elected after you know, talking about a man's wife that's running that also said he could grab a woman's pee 
and it's okay. Now, the dude that was on the bus with him, uh, Billy, Billy uh, Bush, Billy Bush mm-hmm. he get fired. The other dude that was on the bus who said it is the president. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sitting up here going, wow, we are in some jacked up time. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, I told you we were going to have a special guest. He's here, uh, Mr. Bakari Sellers. Welcome. What's welcome. up, so, so, So when this guy gets in the office, he's not just a guy who's made these negative comments and lawsuits and all this. He's now the incoming president. So the hard part for me, Bakari, was how does the sitting president and the incoming president request a meeting and how do I say, no, I ain't meeting with you? That was the dilemma that I had, man. And looking back on it in hindsight, I was talking to Ed Gordon one time. He said, Steve, what you should have did was told us you were going to meet him and what you were going to talk about. And that's beautiful in hindsight. But guess what? I didn't really know what I was going to talk to him about because I didn't know what they wanted. <laughs> right. So I'm just, I just but... went to the meeting. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I get that. And I understand that completely. But now we're at a point where... We have someone who is emboldened and given a he's given a bigger platform. And I know when you came out the towers, I remember what you said, and I I appreciate that. We're going to give a voice, and we're going to talk about housing in inner city Chicago and Detroit. I remember that. But he's emboldened white supremacists, the neo-Nazis, and the Klan more than he's emboldened people who look like me and you. You're absolutely so, correct. So for me, I mean, my only point is that like I want every single person like my I don't have a lot of, um, you know, astronomical goals in my life. Of course, I want to be able to take care of my family and all of this and all of that. But for me, I just want to be able to live and die seeking justice and truth and peace and those type of things. Right. And I need to make sure that everybody who's on the same playing field I am who has a platform is using that voice. And that was my only point. Right. That you and Jim Brown and so many others. I mean, we we cannot afford to sit back and let Donald Trump continue to do the things he's been doing, although it's only been seven months. Right. Now, okay, let me say this, Picard, because I agree with everything you say wholeheartedly. And that's the reason I wanted you and I to talk openly, because we we are brothers who are on the same mission. We just got we got two routes we're taking to get there and we got two modes that we can use to get there. Knowing what I know now about this man, but having seen it come into action with the power of the presidency, would I have gone up that end knowing that? If I would have known the knew the backlash that my family would have suffered behind, I wouldn't have went. I don't give a damn what President Obama and the transition team said. I just wouldn't have done it to my family. I really didn't expect the severity of the backlash because the backlash that came to me, it didn't come to me from white folks. The backlash that came to me came from the very people that I serve and have loved and tried to be an example for all these years. So it was kind of hurtful for me when they when they came. I was a coon, a sellout, and all like this. So when I got to the meeting, not knowing what it was about, when he posed a question to me, he said, what can I do for you? I said, no, nah, man, let me help you. And God just got on me and said, let me work with uh, uh Ben Carson. Ben Carson. Uh-huh. Well, when we came off the elevator, here was the other thing. <laughs> here we he, go. He yeah. wasn't supposed. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't supposed to come down on the elevator. Mm-hmm. I was gonna go down and go and address the media, and I asked him before I left. I said, "Mr. Trump, let me ask you a question. I'm going to tell them what we talked about, 
is that okay? He said, sure, absolutely, 100%. And I told him I was going to talk about this. He said, fine. I get on the elevator. He said, hold on, Steve, I'm going down with you. <laughs> okay, we get off the elevator. He walked straight up to the microphone, and the first word out his mouth was, we're going to repeal and replace Obamacare. <laughs> now, I'm standing here going, dude, we ain't said a damn thing like that upstairs. So now I'm standing there looking like, the, the birth the, of the coon. Man, <laughs> that like I didn't just yeah. went up here and talk about, yeah, we're going to repeal and replace Obamacare. And I was caught off guard. Before, when I got to the truck and got in the truck and was taking a deep breath going, man, let me see what I can talk to ben, ben Carson about, how I can propose this. I proposed the vision center. Man, my phone lit up. Man, <laughs> Steve, you on social media, man. Mm-hmm. They eating you alive. alive. And I went, wow. And so, you know, but, but go ahead. Can I just, let yes, me just sir. say this. For me, I listen, the president of the United States asked you to come and meet with him. And I, I understand that. Like, it, it, it's a hard, it's a hard uh, ask to say no to. But my only point is now we know exactly who he is. Yeah. And so now there is not a day that goes by where we all should not be in unison rebuking the fact that he is emboldening those people who want to take back the rights that we worked so hard for. Absolutely. And so, I mean, listen. Hey, Picard, let me ask you a question, man. Sure. Okay, knowing that he was this guy before, but aren't you just a little bit surprised, though, at the level to which it is? No. No. Not at all. I I mean, listen, you know what's crazy? You You know what's the most amazing thing about this? You know, all the white people that are so surprised by Charlottesville, I mean, those people are bankers. Those people are teachers' assistants. Those people are in our everyday communities. I'm not surprised by that one bit. Right. Now it has a face, and they just have tiki torches and a polo shirt mm. and bugle right. boy uh, pants, khakis on. I mean, listen, th- th- this is nothing new. I'm not surprised by it. I lost one of my good friends in Charleston, South Carolina, to white supremacy run amok on, on, on the 10th degree. Um, in, in the in the Mother Emanuel shooting. So, I mean, I, I understand that this is very, very real. And I'm not surprised that Donald Trump is the white supremacist in chief. I'm not surprised at all. But what I am going to do is make sure that every breath that I have and every breath that I take, um, we make sure that we're bringing those of us that look like me and you and every, most of the listeners on this show have an yeah. opportunity to say that, you know, we're going to be all right. Yeah, you know, man, I, I, I follow you. I got to tell you, I am a little bit surprised. I am, man, because I just did not get the levity of it. Because, you know, man, as we all try to hold him accountable, as we try to hold him to task, I was thinking, okay, what can I do to hold him to task? Because right now, his wife can't do it. His daughter can't do it. Spicer couldn't do it. Mooch couldn't do it. Comey tried to do it, got his ass fired. You know, <laughs> he over there. He, he where's Mueller? We need Mueller. That's yeah. what we need. Dog. He he is letting them have it up there. He done got rid of Banyan. Yeah. The right alt right. This dude all right, right here. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, I told you we were gonna have a special guest. He's here, uh, Mr. Bakari Seller. Hey, man. Let me ask you this. I don't know how we can take this guy to task, the 70-year-old rich dude that's been doing what he want to do, who had no... Poli- no, he ain't never been the alderman. <laughs> and now he the president of the United States, and this dude, what? 
He just pardoned Sheriff Arpaio. He just pardoned This is my point exactly, mm-hmm. man. That's why we can't be quiet about nothing. Mm-hmm. Every single every single opportunity we get, we have to call it out. We have to call it for what it is. I mean, we cannot be quiet right now. I mean, listen, Martin Luther King said it best, and I'm not a big person who quotes King at every chance I get, but he said at the end of times, we won't remember the words of our enemies, but we'll remember the silence of our friends. Right. I mean, we have to make sure that we're speaking up and using every single platform we have to speak out about somebody who is a bigot who is president of the United States. Right. That's what we have to do. And 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 I appreciate your efforts in that area. You know, on on this show, we have two responsibilities. You know, we are first we were created as an entertainment show. Mm-hmm. But we also wear, bear, bear the banner of, you know, man, we provide information. And we do it in a way, man, and, you know, man, where we could keep it, keep the light on it. But for four hours, you know, we got to do what we do, which is to entertain here. So people get a break from it because CNN is dedicated to it. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I, I got We're doing our best. Thank man. God. I, for you, Don Lemon, <laughs> Don Lemon is not. This is his calling. Yes, yes. Don Lemon Don's about, has Don's been. Don is about tired of y'all, though. I just want you to know Don is about tired of everybody right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don Lemon, man. He yeah. is so done. He's on one. He is. He good. is on so one. done. Mm-hmm. And who's the guy? Who's the white guy with the white hair? That's oh, we, he's not he's not with us anymore. Jeffrey Lord, we uh, Jeffrey Lord, we parted ways. We we hey, man, parted ways. With what Jeffrey. happened to him? Because I didn't care what Trump did, it was okay. But even for a minute, he started going like, "Wow, <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey man." One time he couldn't explain. That's what I knew, Donald. You Trump know the most him. amazing part about this whole thing is that we've only been seven months in. Seven months. It's, You're it's exactly only been right. seven like two months. years. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Bacard, what do you all think is going to happen here? Can can this last for four years? Yeah, I believe it can last for four years. I, I'm preparing myself for it to last for four years. I, you know, I think that the moral consciousness eight, of our right. country is waking up. I mean, I listen. You know, white supremacy is nothing new. Um, I, I think that we have to brace ourselves and deal with it. Um, I think that it's going to get, you know, a little bit worse before it gets better. I mean, at the end of the day, I think we're going to be okay. But I do believe that Donald Trump is what this country asked for. We haven't dealt with we haven't dealt with what we were built upon, which is race, which is racism, which is slavery. Mm-hmm. And so now we're here, and we're reconciling that with, you know, Donald Trump. Hey, man, let me ask you one more question too, because here's the deal: three million votes more <laughs> for Hillary Clinton in the popular vote. What? are we going to do about this electoral? Because, you know, if if Georgia, with fewer people, can get the same count as Ohio with more people, and so forth and so on down the line, how how how, how do we win this thing, man? Because well, listen, I, I, let me, I can't let me, imagine hey, this guy hey. for eight years. Well, we don't have to get on our horse if we want him to not be president for eight years. We'll be back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Mr. Bakari Sellers. I am very, very pleased just to have the opportunity to have this discussion. But I do want you to know that I have a lot of friends who question Electoral College. And I said, if the Electoral College was that bad, they would not have elected a black man from Hawaii whose mom was uh, from okay. Kansas. 
okay. um, whose dad was from Kenya. I got you. Um, so we just you. need to work. We, we have to work within the system that we have. But at the end of the day, I think that what it's going to take is all of us to use our voice and people of color to stand up and be like, you know, we're not going to tolerate this. And we're going to have to continue to fight. I mean, that, that's all we have, Steve. Yeah. All we, we, we are a people who've been fighting for a very long time just to be free. Right. And we're going to continue that fight. And, you know, with this right here, with Charlottesville, uh, the the darkness of Charlottesville had a, a flicker of light, a light in it, though, because the majority of the people that were out there were not African-American. And it's a no doggone shame, man, that this girl, it. Heather, had to lose her life. Oh, but here this, this white supremacist plows through it and kills this you know, damn and, girl. And Heather Hyer's family asked an amazing question. They asked, why did it take for a white woman to die mm. for us to realize yeah. that white supremacy was real? Mm. Mm-hmm. Amen. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. I mean, it, it, you've lived a longer life than I have, Steve, and you know. You know how difficult it is just to not just break through the glass ceiling, but to be able to just crack it a little bit. I mean, you've lost friends to, to individuals who were right. shot in the streets. I mean, we've, we've dealt with this before. Right. Um, but now people are paying attention to it because they understand what it looks like. And so, I mean, to get back, to, to do full circle, all the way back to my comments on CNN, it was out of the utmost love and respect that we're going to be all in this together and we're going to figure this thing out. And at the end of the day, that there's going to be somebody who's proud of us because we will not let up on this fight for truth and justice. We won't. We simply won't. Well, you know, man, I invited you on the show to say just that because... What I wanted to stop before it got... See, if you had said this on a blog, we wouldn't even be talking. But it got said on CNN. Mm -hmm. So what I wanted was to show other people that we can sit down and have an intelligent discussion and try to understand one another. Because there's enough separatism in in our side of the playground. We don't need no more. Oh, man, you ought to tell Bakari this. Man, you and Bakari. No, no, no. No, no, man. No, man. Me and this brother are all right. Yeah. We just had a different, maybe we had a misunderstanding of what we said. So let's just talk it out like men. And just, uh, I invited you on the show. I reached out to him. And he's been on your TV show before as well. Yeah, man. And he's he's a good dude. Not once, but twice. Yeah. And and a great dude. And I love when you're on that show for CNN fighting the fight. I just wanted everybody to hear you and I have an open dialogue discussion because before, before they get started. Because I stay on the internet. My ass don't need to be on there no more. We well, Bakari, we want to just say thank you for taking the time. Thank you for what you do, first of all, yes, on we CNN. Love your work, we man. love, love, love you. Amen. We talked about you, you even before this came about. We just love you that much, uh, how brilliant you are and the things you say and all of that. So thank you well, for thank taking you. the time. You're welcome. Hey, and Bakari, just in closing, man. You say my name out your mouth again. I'm going to slap all the taste out your mouth. <laughs> I just thought we'd have a hood moment. Yeah, I can't, I can't fight nobody my daddy's age. I okay. Well, that's good. Hey, man, thank you for respecting that. Hey, Bakari, be good, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. All, yeah. right, thank you. all right, we'll be back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, uh, what a great interview, Steve. I'm glad uh, Bakari Sellers good. took the time. To call in and, and straighten well, some know, things I out and everything. you know, I think it's important, man, yeah. to see us as brothers mm-hmm. who are really working for the same call. In case we have a misunderstanding, let's just talk. Talk it out. Right? Let's just mm-hmm. talk it out. Mm-hmm. You know, I get sick of people just going online with your ignorant comment 
and you don't even really know what you're talking about. Right. But, you know, whatever. That's your world. You want to be, you want to try to make yourself relevant. Go ahead. Do do your thing. But but that, that happens a lot, though, Steve. When when brothers don't get together and actually talk, it happens a lot. And they, and they go for years and years not speaking to each other because they think one has something against the other one. Mm-hmm. So right. But exactly. But see, I didn't want that to happen between me and him because I right. like to do mm-hmm. so much. And obviously he has great admiration and respect for me. So let's you and I talk about what you said, what I meant, mm-hmm. and why I did it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about yeah, that. Yeah. And maybe you'll find out that we might be on the same page. And I think that's I what think happened. Yeah. yeah, I, I think definitely that's think happened. that's what that what that is what Joe, went down. Show uh, wish Kyrie and LeBron would have sat down and talked. Show <laughs> wish that would have happened. <laughs> hey, did you guys hear? Uh, according to a report from ESPN.com. That the Cavaliers are still evaluating Isaiah Thomas. You guys heard about that, right? Yeah. Uh, his injured hip. He had that uh, hip injury following uh, Friday's physical. And uh, they're weighing options with regard to the completion of the deal that would send Kyrie Irving to the Boston Celtics. It might not be a done deal as of wow. yet. And uh, speaking of this deal, uh, LeBron James was firing some serious shots at NBA fans on Twitter specifically the ones that burn a player's jersey when they leave a team, something LeBron, of course, is very familiar with after he left Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Uh, LeBron defended Isaiah Thomas and Gordon Hayward. Uh, The burning of the jersey thing is getting ridiculous now, LeBron said. Wait a minute, burning Isaiah's jersey? Yeah, I guess because, yeah, he was traded. Yeah. Wait a minute. But he didn't trade himself? He didn't ask to be traded. Exactly, exactly. But But this is the same guy. Whose sister passed, yeah, and he, and played. he plays he played. anyway. Yeah, and, and y'all turn around and y'all trade the man. Mm-hmm. Hey man, do you understand that you've traded a person now to go have an attitude mm-hmm. every time he see you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, Kyrie on the other hand going to Boston, but he asked to be traded. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Well, uh, LeBron was saying the burning of the jersey thing is getting ridiculous now. The man was traded, just like you just said, Steve. But uh, what do you not understand? And he played in a game after his sister's tragic death. Man. Uh, Gordon Haywood paid his dues as well and decided to do what's best for him and his family. He put in the work, got better, became an all-star, etc. If these guys weren't good, you guys would be the first to say, get them out of here. And that is so true. That's so true. But, 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 and, but, and LeBron said, man, beat it. When we decide to do what's best for us, it's, cow- it's, a, it's cowardly. They call them traitors. But when it's on the other side, it's business, huh? Oh, okay. Man, do what you feel is best for your profession. Love, family, happiness, and continue to hashtag strive for greatness. Right. Hashtag salute. But you know what bothers me? This is from people who can't play. <laughs> At all. That's what gets me, dog. Yeah. This is from people who can't Those play. armchair quarterbacks and yeah. things. Oh, yeah. The credit God. belongs to the man who is actually in the arena who's faces marred with dust, blood, sweat, and tears, not to those cold and timid souls in the stands who know neither victory nor defeat. Mm-hmm. I ain't never heard of it. Wow. What did Gladiator say? Are you not entertained? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. But I, None I, of you have to I be really entertained. I really feel bad for Isaiah Thomas. I do. Because, Why? you know, you you sacrificed a lot for Boston in, in, in those mm-hmm. playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they get done like that. But they, then they get mad when players won't take less money. Come on. Again, like Tommy Come on, said, do these it for are people the team. who can't play. Well, the they team can't traded even me. play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I- I'm glad LeBron spoke out, though, and uh, came to their defense. I'm glad he did, and hopefully they'll get it worked out. 
and especially um, they'll watch his hip injury. And by the time, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's pretty sad. <clears throat> yeah, so. Ooh, I gotta uh, check on my side piece, man. Jaden put that in. Now, why would you? <laughs> hey, man. I can't hear her. Hey, get Tommy. Your, get your Tommy. Nappies, yes, sir. Yeah. You're going to let this fool wreck your home. <laughs> Talking about check on your damn side. You can have side pieces in a dry area, man. I'm serious. <laughs> wow. Jay. Yes. No. I'm just here to help. That makes sense, Jay. Oh, that to get a new Belinda, what? Shirley. I ain't going to lie to you. What'd you, you say? say you... That makes sense, Jay. Yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, sure that doesn't make sense. You don't want to lose everything. <laughs> I'm all, the he, car already gone. He oh, just man. got married. Are y'all for real? How long did, how long did you Wait give minute, him, this Steve, this said, Hey, man, the car already gone. <laughs> You got to get some of the dry air. <laughs> oh, y'all. But Linda. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tommy, you have a son set an example. <laughs> and not he this kind of example. Huh? He ain't <laughs> Let me tell you something. If your side piece ain't dry, you're just going to take it out on your son and be evil to him. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing waking up? <laughs> hey, man, are y'all for real? Yeah. Yes, oh. they are. <laughs> Listening to Jay. Damn, Jay, he's stupid. But this fool that's married. They just got married. Up in there going along with this ignorant mess. We just playing, huh? You ain't playing. I can't believe, Jay, you're never getting married again. Keep your side piece dry. You're, you're never getting married again, Jay. It's a new gospel play coming out this summer. Oh, what? keep your side piece dry. Well, uh, everyone in Houston, please be safe yes. and keep and dry. We love y'all. Yeah. And our prayers, man. Yeah. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, have yourself a great weekend. It's Monday. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we wish you back in for all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old, unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit SteveHarvey.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Venture out in a spacious and reliable Toyota SUV. Like a RAV4 with available all-wheel drive and plenty of cargo space, you'll go from errands to adventures in no time. Plus, available features like wireless charging will keep you connected. Or check out a Highlander with seating for up to eight. It's a hub for family adventure. Your Toyota dealer is getting new vehicles in stock almost every day. So don't wait. Find deals on a RAV4 or Highlander at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com.